are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and where they are now. So, what is happening, everybody? What is good? Man, okay... Here we are back at it again with a brand new episode and all exclusive episode because we have so many juicy breakdowns to talk about today on the show. And I'm going to be talking about that in more detail throughout the show. So stay tuned. Other than that, man, I feel like I keep on saying this every single episode, but Honestly, what a great time to be alive as a combat sports fan because finally the promoters are listening to us, the fans, and they're actually taking into consideration what we have all dreamt of for such a long time. And they're actually listening to us. You know, I I actually really do praise the promoters across all uh, combat sports organizations because not only what they're doing is of course in their own benefit in terms of business you know of course that's what they all look after first and foremost they mostly prioritize their business side of things and then of course right now they're finally listening to us the fans they're making some of the dream matchups that we've all dreamt of for such a long time finally to actually take place and they're actually happening. A few of them are actually happening before the end of the year. And you guessed it right. We are going to be thoroughly talking about those in detail in the upcoming weeks when those fights actually come our way. I'm not sure if I've actually brought this up, but the legendary John Jones, who is uh, actually regarded by some as one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. So he was going through a suspension, but now he's out of suspension and he's actually supposed to be fighting towards the end of the year on a phenomenal UFC card and um, his fight is going to be really really interesting I mean I just brought it up because I'm super super pumped up about his fight and what else man we have so many phenomenal boxing uh, uh, bouts coming up as well of course we have the whole Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury fight so Deontay Wilder of course the heavyweight champion of the world for WBC and he's going to be fighting another legend in boxing in the heavyweight division the former champion Tyson Fury who's finally making a comeback after uh, dealing with so many years uh, after de- dealing so many years with his addiction outside the ring and um, the mental health problems that he was experiencing outside the ring he has finally beaten all of those things he's finally beaten his um, uh, inner demons and now he is back Ladies and gentlemen, so he's going to be fighting Deontay Wilder. And just like I said, you know, all the fights that I just brought up, they're going to be mostly happening towards the end of the year. And um, of course, they're going to be super exciting. So I cannot wait to actually break those fights down for y'all. It's going to be super exciting. And um, yeah, honestly, cannot wait. And speaking of breakdowns for this week, as we promised last week, so this upcoming weekend on Saturday, on November 3rd, we have a great year. UFC pay-per-view card happening. Of course, the next one that is um, in line is um, UFC 230, which is actually going to be happening in New York. And of course, the UFC is back at Madison Square Garden. And UFC 230 is actually going to be headlined 
by a great fight between a championship fight, actually, between the current heavyweight champion at the UFC, Daniel Cormier, and the number two contender in the heavyweight division, Derek Lewis. So we're going to be thoroughly breaking down this fight in a lot of detail. We're going to give predictions, give stats, and what we think is going to actually go down in this fight, what, e what each guy needs to watch out for, things like that. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And not only that, this whole fight card is actually um, uh, featuring a lot of um, guys who are talented and um, just some um, exceptional and they're fighting and they're all going to be fighting on this UFC 230 card. For example, for the cool main event of the evening, we have the former middleweight champion Chris Weidman fighting one of my all-time favorite fighters, okay? We have Chris Weidman fighting Jacare Sosa, one of my favorites of all time for some reason. I don't know why I love Jacare Sosa so much, but, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about his fight today. So that's all exciting for me, and I hope it is for you guys as well. And yeah, so just like I said, so many great fights. I feel like we need to keep uh, keep an eye out for um, uh, potential good slugfests. So I feel like especially for the main event of the evening, it could actually be a slugfest. And by that, I mean, it could be a, um, a, a full-length fight between these two guys. And um, their, their um, skills are going to be so close and um, their fighting styles are going to be so close that they're just going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and we don't even know who's going to win until the actual decision is announced. So that's just how I feel it's going to go down for the main event in particular. But also, I feel like we're going to see a lot of knockouts and potential finishes um, throughout the whole main uh, main card as well. For example, another fight that is actually featured on the main card of this UFC 230 card is a fight between Derek Brunson and Israel Adesanya, who is... Um, one of those guys who's on on his um, run to actually get to the top in the UFC and the, um, I believe, welterweight division. So that's that's all exciting for him and also for Derek Brunson, because Derek Brunson, uh, he too, he has um, fought some, so many legendary fighters in his career. And um, this is yet another fight for him to prove himself to the world and to the fans and to the promotion as well. So it's going to be a very, very exciting fight. So these are mostly the fights that I was thinking about breaking down today because, um, yeah, these are at least the ones that I really want to keep an eye out for because I'm, I'm huge fans of all of these guys that I just talked about. But please don't get me wrong. Please still do watch all the fights that are going to be on this whole card. Not just the main card, but also the preliminary card as well. But today, just like I said, we have mostly three fights to break down. So we'll see how we are going to do in terms of time. You guys know me. I talk a lot. So we'll see how, how all of that stuff is going to go down. But without further ado, I think we're proper to get started. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So the very first fight that I actually want to break down is the main event of the evening because I feel like it, it would just be proper to do that, especially I'm not sure if we're going to run out of time today. So I really wanted to get this um, main event uh, broken down uh, in, in, in third detail so that you guys are prepared on what to expect on fight night, you know, things like that. So I'm going to get started with the main event. And what a great event it is going to be because we have a great bout between the current heavyweight champion of the world, Daniel Cormier, and 
Derek Lewis, who is on the rise in the heavyweight division. And I'm going to be talking about that in more detail. So before we get started with the with this particular fight, I feel like it would be proper to give you guys a brief background of the heavyweight division itself. So if you remember recently, Daniel Cormier, he just got the title, the heavyweight title, from the former champion Stephen Miocic. And you probably remember that Daniel Cormier was actually considered a huge under underdog in that fight because a lot of people people were saying that Daniel Cormier, because his forte is his wrestling and actually a brief background about Daniel Cormier himself. I've I've said this many times on the show. Daniel Cormier used to be in the um, Olympic um, uh, team for Team USA. He was um, wrestling and he was, I'm not sure if he actually got a medal, but you know, that's just how good his um, amateur wrestling um, career was. And with that background, of course, he came into MMA and um, just utilizing his wrestling. He's been so successful in the uh, in both the heavyweight division and the light heavyweight division across different organizations, across different MMA organizations. But now uh, he was coming in against a guy who was just considered a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about Stipe Miocic because Stipe Miocic's striking was really good and so was his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu. So if things actually did go to the ground, he definitely did know how to defend himself, you know, things like that. So because of all those factors, Danny Cormier was considered a big, big underdog in that fight. However, what did we actually see? Well, Daniel Cormier, to everybody's disbelief, he comes out and he knocks out Stephen Miocic. The wrestler comes in and boxes with the good MMA fighter and he is able to knock him out. And before that, you guys probably know that Daniel Cormier, he was the uh, he was also the light heavyweight champion at the UFC. So he just made that transition to heavyweight. And then now he's considered the double champion. He's champion at both light heavyweight and heavyweight. Okay, so there is the background um, history about the heavyweight division, at least for the past couple of months. And yeah, still though, even though Daniel Cormier got that um, new heavyweight belt for himself, there's just something, I don't know, there's just something about the fans not really liking Daniel Cormier for whatever reason. I actually remember occasion that Daniel Cormier, he was supposed to be fighting um, uh, John Jones, actually, but he, uh, it, like his fight for some reason got canceled. I think there was a, a um, issue with John Jones and his suspension, you know, things like that. And then Another guy came in and um, on, on short notice, and then Danny Cormier in that fight that he had with him, he solely relied on his wrestling, and it was pretty much just a wrestling match. And then I remember, even though Danny Cormier was able to defend his light heavyweight title back then, I remember the fans booing him like there was no tomorrow, and it was crazy. Like, I've never seen any anybody boo the champion, the guy that is considered to be the favorite, and... I don't know, maybe it's just because some casual casual fans uh, regard his style as being boring because of his wrestling, because he doesn't really tend to mix up things in his fights. But he definitely did prove everybody wrong on, uh, on the fight that he had with Stephen Miocic. And the way, the manner that he actually won the heavyweight title for himself definitely proved that not only is a good wrestler, 
but is also a deadly, deadly striker, and that everybody needs to watch out for his strikes. And coming into this fight as well, so that was for Daniel Cormier. Now, I'm going to give you a brief background of um, Derek Lewis's career, at least in the UFC. So Derek Lewis, um, he's definitely had a lot of success in the heavyweight division. I think he used to play football, if I'm not mistaken, prior to his um, MMA um, experience. But in the in the UFC, at least, he's been able to knock out so many guys and uh, you know, he's not necessarily the most dynamic guy on his feet when he's fighting, but it is those deadly shots that he throws that really horribly knock out his opponents most of the time. You know, Derek Lewis, too, he's had his own ups and downs, but, you know, the, the most important thing is uh, the fact that he's a really strong knockout artist, especially in the heavyweight division, and that it really does attract a lot of fans because who doesn't like to see knockouts? And Derek Lewis definitely does deliver mostly on most occasions um, uh, on on his um, fights. And um, uh, one of the highlights of his career, I would say, was to by name defeat Francis Ngannou. You guys remember Francis Ngannou? He was a prospect, a big big prospect in the heavyweight division. But unfortunately, he w- so he was scheduled to fight Derek Lewis, and then he couldn't really deliver on fight night. Francis Ngannou couldn't really deliver, and Derek Lewis, he tried his best to, to defeat Francis Ngannou, and he actually did by decision. So, yes, even though if you actually do watch that fight, you will be bored out of death, and you, you really don't want to watch that fight ever again in your life. But, you know, by name, quote-unquote by name, the fact that he defeated Francis Ngannou, that's that's a huge highlight in his career. And, yeah, man, it's, it's just really interesting how um, Derek Lewis has actually come about in the heavyweight division. And not only that, he has a lot of personality. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys have actually watched his post-fight interviews. He usually talks about the most, uh, if, like, the most hilarious things ever and um, yeah, even if you follow him on Instagram, you will be surprised by the amount of memes that he posts every day. So definitely recommend following him on Instagram. Your, <laughs> your day will actually be made. Anyhow, so coming into this fight, just like I said, on one hand, you have the champion, Danny Cormier. And of course, on the other hand, you have Derek Lewis, the knockout artist. So this fight is going to be really, really interesting, fam, because just like I said, Daniel Cormier, he just proved that he has that boxing and striking in him. But also, we all knew from before that if things go south for him, he can definitely rely on his wrestling to throw guys around. He can actually pick up heavyweights and slam them on the canvas because that's just how strong of a wrestler Daniel Cormier actually is. So, you know, I definitely give him... um, um, a, a lot of um, salutes, you could say, because he he uh, he actually has everything that you really do tend to look for in a mixed martial artist. And so because of that, I would say Derek Lewis really needs to watch out for uh, the potential takedowns that are going to be attempted by Daniel Cormier. Because yes, even though Daniel Cormier, he beat the former champion, Stephen Miocic, through um, uh, knocking him out, but still, I feel like 
Daniel Cormier will definitely rely on his wrestling for this particular matchup, especially because Derek Lewis, just like I said, is a deadly knockout artist. And Daniel Cormier definitely does not want to catch any of his shots, any of Derek Lewis's shots. And actually, I'm, I'm so sorry, I keep on jumping back and forth between Daniel Cormier's uh, previous weight division, like the light heavyweight uh, division, and now the heavyweight division. But I feel like it's really important to point things out in, in, that, um, uh, in that order, because most of his career, Daniel Cormier has spent in the light heavyweight division. And um, of course, a lot of his fights have actually been in the light heavyweight division. And I remember a like two fights ago, I believe it was for Daniel Cormier, when he was fighting the former champion john jones daniel cormier's chin is actually really susceptible and that kind of worries me because if a correctly if uh, if a correctly positioned shot is actually landed on his chin he, he will most likely go down and that just like i said it really does worry me so for that reason in this fight because daniel cormier knows for sure i mean he's a really smart guy he should know for sure that De Derek lewis is a knockout artist and he does not want any of those shots uh, to come towards his chin he really needs to attempt those takedowns and um potentially take Derek lewis on the ground and Derek Lewis, of course, he wouldn't really want that because he will want to actually knock out Daniel Cormier because I feel like that is actually his only key to success in, in this fight because wrestling-wise, of course, Daniel Cormier is going to dominate over him 100%. But if he can, to, to neutralize Daniel Cormier's um, um, style and the way he's actually being offensive towards him, of course, it will make sense for Derek Lewis to stuff those takedowns coming uh, towards him by Danny Cormier and potentially try to just maintain his um, his range because if he does that and he can actually throw his uh, powerful shots from, uh, from a proper range and from a proper distance, then not only is Daniel Cormier not able to reach him, but also he's still able to land his shots uh, uh, and, um, you know, uh, just, just tire and outbox Daniel Cormier. And um, this is definitely a very interesting point for, for Derek Lewis to watch out for. And Daniel Cormier, I'm not sure if you guys have actually noticed, but as a heavyweight, he's, um, he's not the tallest guy in the weight division. Let's just put it that way. And so because of that, he's going to have a lot of problems in this fight to, to actually, when he wants to throw um, boxing shots towards Derek Lewis, if he actually wants to, he's going to have a lot of problem because uh, Derek Lewis is definitely taller than him. And um, Daniel Cormier is going to uh, have to put in some extra effort to get his shots towards Derek Lewis's head. And um, it's just going to be a bit difficult for him. For for Danny Cormier as the shorter guy coming into this fight, so but overall, I would say Danny Cormier, in order for him to be successful, he definitely needs to utilize his wrestling. And for Derek Lewis, on the other hand, he needs to do the exact opposite to first of all neutral neutralize Danny Cormier, and to secondly rely on his striking because. Yes, even though Danny Cormier won his past fight through knocking out his opponent. You know, still, I feel like he he's still regarded as a wrestler and his striking may not be as good as Derek Lewis's. That's, yeah, 
that's definitely what I think in this particular case. And not to say that I'm not rooting for Daniel Cormier. Of course I am. I love both of these guys, but... You know, that's just part of the game and why this fight is actually so exciting because you have two monsters actually going at it. One wrestling monster and one knockout artist monster going at it. And we just don't know what's going to happen because you guys already know the MMA math does like almost never works out. I mean, it does in some cases, but most of most of the time it doesn't really work out. And so because of that, this fight is actually going to be really, really exciting and I honestly cannot give a prediction because, like I said, it could be a slugfest or it could have a very quick finish depending on how prepared uh, each and every uh, one of these fighters are. You know, you could be talking about uh, what each person can be doing, how, um, how great of a fighter they are. But for some reason, when they actually come into fight night, it could be because of uh, their mentality, their confidence, whatever reason uh, they, it is, it could be a factor that we don't know about. And the fighters that we thought were going to win this fight are actually going to come into the fights. Uh, like not confident at all and their mentality isn't there and their mind isn't is not into this fight and so because of that they usually tend to lose so just like i said for that reason i'm really curious to see how this fight is actually going to go down and that's it for the main event of the evening all right so now quickly moving on to the co-main event of the evening the great fight between chris weidman and jacare sosa so just like I said, Chris Weidman was the middleweight champion um, like three years ago. And then he got knocked out by another guy. I mean, I really do want to give you guys names, but then it's going to just take too long. So I'm just going to keep it brief as possible. So Chris Weidman, he, unfortunately, he lost his title and um, he has yet to actually get it back ever since the time that he lost his title. But again, don't get me wrong. You know, he he has definitely tried his best to to make a good comeback fight for him to 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 put himself uh, at the at the beginning of the line in order to get a potential title shot to get his title back. But again, the guys that he's actually faced um, um, as a as a comeback fight, uh, you know, for, he's had a lot of comeback fights. OK, but the guys that he's actually faced they've been really really powerful guys like Yoel Romero you guys know how powerful of a fighter Yoel Romero is and how dangerous of a fighter he is so <laughs> yeah Chris Weidman fought him and we all saw what how it actually went down unfortunately you know he was being successful in that fight but then he got knee to the head and he was just out cold on the canvas unfortunately um so just guys like said ever since his uh, 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 the the time that he actually lost his belts, he's had his own ups and downs. But hopefully this time around, um, he can actually prove himself once again to everybody out there. And um, even though I'm talking a lot of good things about Chris Weidman right now, like I said, Jacare Sosa is one of my all-time favorites. I don't know why, but <laughs> I mean, Jacare himself has had his uh, own uh, ups and downs. Of course, he doesn't have the strongest chin out there in the division, in the middleweight division, but... There's a reason why he's got he's called Jacare, which means um, alligator in Portuguese, because of his phenomenal submission skills and his great, great 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills. When anybody goes down to the ground with Jacare Sosa, there is no way on earth that you're coming back up because he's going to submit you right away. And so because of that, maybe it's because of that that I'm really, really um, um, into um, Jacare Sosa's style and really, really admire him as a fighter. So for this particular fight, of course, it, it almost seems clear and obvious what each guy needs to do because Chris Weidman, um, he actually comes from a wrestling background, but his striking is really, really good. I mean, you know, maybe the stereotype is that if you're a wrestler, your striking isn't good. And, um, you know, definitely we all uh, should try to break the stigma because, just because you're a wrestler doesn't mean you're not a good striker. We've seen it in the case of Danny Cormier. And especially in this case, Chris Wyman is a good wrestler and he's a good striker. So in this in this case, it's going to be really interesting how Chris Wyman delivers in this fight against Jacare Sosa. And Jacare too, um, he's a well-rounded mixed martial artist, I would say. But mostly, just like I said, his forte is his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, for Jacare Sosa to win this fight, he needs to take the fight to the ground if possible. We've seen Chris Weidman show a lot of weakness whenever the fight actually does go to the ground. And um, yeah, especially for some of his uh, most recent losses, Chris Weidman's losses, he, he has actually been choked out on the ground. So it would be really, really um, smart and logical for Jacare Sosa to take down Chris Weidman if he can. Again, it's going to be a challenge because Chris Weidman, again, he comes from a wrestling background. He knows how to defend takedowns. But if Jacare can actually do that, then, um, you know, he's got the golden ticket. He can actually do what he wants on the ground and potentially submit Chris Weidman. And for Chris Weidman to be successful in this fight, again, it's obvious. He needs to outstrike Jacare Sosa. Jacare's chin, like I said, is not the strongest one out there. So it would be fair to say that if Chris Weidman merely, even if he if he just employs his... Um, striking skills then he could potentially win this fight through a knockout and, and potentially knock out Jacare Sosa again it's like if if either one of these guys actually wins it's going to be in in two different ways in two extreme ways if Jacare wants to win he has to submit a white man and if white man actually wants to win he needs to knock out Jacare Either way, I'm so excited for this particular bout, not just because Jacare is fighting, but also because I'm really, I mean, I haven't seen Chris Weidman fight um, in such a long time, and neither have I seen Jacare fight in such a long time. So it, it, just seeing these two guys fight is almost kind of nostalgic, even though that's just a bit of an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. So it's going to be really exciting to see what actually goes down in this fight on fight night. And man, ooh, I talked a lot about these two fights. Hopefully you now have some insight into what each uh, each of these bouts is going to be about and how it's going to go down potentially. So once again, please do not forget to watch UFC 230 on Saturday night, November 3rd. The main card, of course, as always, starts at 10 p.m. But also make sure that you watch the preliminary fights as well. Those are always exciting even though I know we don't have time to talk about them here on the show, but they're always super exciting. Even some of them are more exciting than some of the fights that we see on the main card. So yeah, there you go. But other than that, man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. 
Y'all already know, man. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you already know you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.